Hey guys, Anastasia here. You're listening to our podcast, Screws and Stilettos. We're about to blow your house down and then rebuild it. Listen in for tips and tricks on how us ladies are renovating homes and all the drama that comes along with it. Every episode will feature a new female in trade. So listen in. Catch you later. So, uh, could you just state your name and also the name of your company for us? Uh, My name is Chris Ford and the name of my company is Lotus Tile. Okay, great. And how long have you owned Lotus Tile? Um, this particular company I've owned for about a year. Um, June 13th was my anniversary. Oh, great. Congrats. Um, congrats. Been in the industry for about a decade. Oh, wow. I was with a company in California for a little while. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, so what inspired you to start doing the work that you do, and could you tell us a little bit more about the work that you do? Um, so I grew up, you know, always working on little projects with my grandfather, my dad, and I loved it. Um, construction's what I wanted to do when I got out of high school, but no one was going to give a 90-pound little girl a job in construction. <laughs> you know? um, so... You know, about 10 years ago, I met another female contractor and started helping her out and got into it. I wasn't really sure what trade specifically I wanted to do, but, you know, I absolutely fell in love with tile. So right. um, I am trained as a general contractor in a lot of different trades, but I focus on tile professionally. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And... Um... What what particularly drew you to the tile? Do you like the like the measuring and the the cutting, or like what do you love about that so much? Um, I really like that it's an artistic trade. Right. You know, I'm I'm an artist outside of work, and so it, you know it is a very artistic trade, and it's also hard, man. There's <laughs> there's something cool about being like, yeah, I can pick up a ninety pound bag of concrete, or yeah. It's a tough job, and it it feels good to be a female in this industry and hold my own with you know my male counterparts. That's so cool. Uh, what are the some of the what are some of the challenges that you face in a male dominated industry? Oh, in you know in the very beginning with my former business partner, it was hard for us to get hired because we were women. So you know we started going by like more masculine versions of our names just to get our foot in the door. Wow, interesting. Get into estimates. Um, and it was similar when I moved out to Colorado and started my business. You know, at first, because I didn't have a reputation and I was a woman, people people kind of doubt you, yep. which is really creepy. Um, but it, it isn't such a problem anymore. Oh, that's uh, good. And then, you know, some of the other issues you know being on bigger job sites um this happened a lot in california where i was before um guys don't like seeing women on job sites unfortunately and that's not you know all all guys but i've had guys talk shit uh people put dead animals in our tool bags like are you serious yeah like really messed up stuff um you know, my my former business partner would walk in her room, and these guys would bark and call us bitches. Like, it just wow. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of crap you deal with as a woman in this industry, but 
you know, now with my company, I focus more on working directly for homeowners, smaller projects. And so I haven't really had those experiences in Colorado. Well, that's, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but that's, that's amazing that you overcame that and that you still wanted to pursue such a, such an industry. I mean, I had the same things. Like I never experienced that, it, it, that intensely, but I, I've, yeah, I've experienced a lot of the same, uh, same stuff and I've always had renovation companies since I was a kid. I mean, much like you, I grew up into it and like I, you know, I kind of like um, branched off from there and went in multiple directions, but I've, yeah, I've never, that that's crazy. I've never experienced it like that. Yeah, it, I mean, it, there was a point uh, when it was, you know, pretty bad and I remember thinking like, well, how bad do I want this? Right, and, right. And I wanted it, so. So you kept going. Yeah, found a way to just deal with it and work around it. Well, that's... I see things changing. Like, you know, I go to Home Depot and I see more women yes. on cruise. Yeah. And it's really cool. So things are changing. Yeah, that that's amazing. Um, so what... Um, so I mean, aside from what we what we've said, and and yes, we know the reactions. But what are some of the other re- reactions that you get when you when you do like walk into a Home Depot or or people do realize that you're a female in the trade? What are some of those reactions that you that you experience? Um, there's a lot of interesting stares that you get. <laughs> people aren't quite used to seeing a woman in work boots and covered in all kinds of construction crap. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, I found that more recently, like in, in the last year, the reactions have been a lot more positive. Um, you know, I go into one of the distributors like floor and decor, um, and you know, homeowners will see me and I'll be standing in line and I've had a few people be like, are you a contractor? And like, yeah. And they want my card. They want my info. Cause they're really excited about a woman doing this work. Cool. Um, uh, you know, I'm on a job right now, and there's a, I think the, the daughter is like three or four years old, and she's just so excited Aww. that a girl is doing this work, and she, like, she was blown away, and her mom told her, like, well, you know, see, if you want to do that when you grow up, you can do that. Oh, that's so cool. So it's awesome to, like, kind of, not a role model, but, like, you know, young women can see that like see that we can do this stuff we can do anything yeah absolutely um did you go to school at all for the trade or did you um were you self-taught um i was self-taught and then you know a lot of the stuff that i learned was actually from an employee in my company in san diego you know i was a helper for many years and we hired this guy eric and that's where i really got my passion for tile right and that's where i learned most of it I didn't go to school. I think there's only one trade school for tile in California, and it's like 10 hours away from where I lived. Oh, wow. I was actually going to school for psychology. I wanted to get my PhD and <laughs> save the world. And, oh, man. Um, slinging mud. <laughs> you're, saving, you're saving houses one at a time. <laughs> That's what I like to say. <laughs> Oh, that's that's great. So, do you do you think that um, seeing how you've lived in different areas, do you think that that's affected you positively or negatively with a move like that? Um, I definitely say positively. Um, you know, I lived in San Diego my whole life, 
and moved out to Colorado a little over a year ago. And I mean, I, I think it's been great. Like, I love it. I love it here. It's, it's a much better environment. It, the construction industry in Denver is just insane. Like it is booming. Really? There's work and there's so many hacks here. Oh. Like I just can't believe some of the crap that I see when I go in to look at jobs. Um, Same with us. Yeah. It's so it's, nuts. It's like, how could somebody possibly do that? I just replaced a shower pan for this client, and it was pooling water. When I pulled all the tile up, the guy had used Durock as the shower pan. And oh, there was no, God. Well, there was a slope, but it sloped away from the drain. So there was like, <laughs> little water under the Durock. I was like, what in the world? Like, it's just crazy. So tell me, do you, um, when you start a project, are you doing the, the removal as well and then you're, you do it from scratch or how do you work? Um, it depends on the project, but so I work alone. Occasionally my girlfriend, uh, she'll come and help me out when she has days off. Um, after my experience in California, we had like 15 employees. I said, I'm never going to have another employee. Um, but so I'll go in, I do the demo. Um, I am trying to get away from doing demos. I'm finding my, my body's breaking down as yeah. I'm getting older. And it's it's hard. It's hard on the body. It uh, certainly is. I had so, to stop yeah. demos too. I, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll go in, do the demo, help with design. Oh, cool. All the way, all the way through. So yeah, you're a full um, service then? Yeah. That's That's great. So do you price per job or do you price per square foot? I price for job. Um, I found that there's just different factors that price per square foot yeah. is either going to end up being unfair to me or unfair to the client. Right. Um, so I try to, you know, look at the job. I either go and meet with the clients or I have them email me pictures. Um, and then I, I price it off off of that. Super cool. Um what are your as a as a self-employed woman? What are some of your what are your general working hours? Um, for job sites, I try to be there between eight and four. You know, a eight-hour day. Yeah. Um, if I get lucky, it's shorter. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know the evenings are another two or three hours of picking up materials for the next day, going home and doing office work and getting back to clients. Yeah. So probably about a 10, 10 to 12 hour day typically. Well, that's not, that's, that's a lot, but I mean, it, it never shuts off for it, does it? For us, does it, right? Like you're, you're constantly going. So when you, when you're on site and stuff and, and let's say there's another tradesperson in there, do you find that like you have, um, like, like maybe you feel a little intimidated by them or do you feel like, I don't care because I know my job and like, how do you feel around other other male contractors or other or other women in the trade? Um, other women, I get really excited. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, guy, I mean, I don't really feel intimidated. Um, I know what I'm doing, and I know that I'm good at what I do. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's there's everyone has to tell you a story about how they did a tile job one time. Oh, yeah, the old, <laughs> the old, oh, I did trades in my day. Um, yeah. Like, 
you know, an electrician has to tell me about how he did a couple tile jobs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's hilarious. Because, like, they usually don't know what they're talking about, and especially here in Colorado, because, you know, learning tile in California, the standards and the codes are so strict that right. there's a much higher uh, standard that's expected. And that just isn't here, so... When guys on sites here have tried to tell me or like ask me, like, oh, why are you doing it that way? And like, because that's how you do it. <laughs> like, I had a GP here. Um, he insisted on me using Dent Shield and then I was waterproofing it. I was putting a membrane on it. And he's like, oh, what are you doing that for? Dent Shield's waterproof. And I was like, no, it's not. Oh, like, Jesus. So he's, he's trying to tell me how to do my job. And I was like, why did you hire me? Yeah, like, exactly. You should have just done it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I don't, I don't really feel intimidated. I just kind of laugh. Yeah. There's a lot of smiling and nodding. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. I know. Like, I, still to this day, like, I, I'll go on sites and, and I have, like, you know, we have these, uh, we'll have, like, an underpinning crew in or something. And they're like, hey, why didn't you, uh, why didn't you do this? Or, you, you know, next time you should maybe use... Uh, Oh my god, oh, you should use uh, paper beads instead of metal beads. It's like, no, dude, like we've been doing this for 17 years. Like, I'm used to what I know. I know how to do it so that there's no problems later. And it's like, you know, they always have something to say, right? Mm-hmm. They always have something to say. Yeah. I think some of them feel a little emasculated, especially when they're in like a lighter trade, like painting or electrical. <laughs> yeah. They see a woman like covered in concrete and like sling tiles and so I think they feel a little like oh especially I'm not that big like I'm only five foot four yeah so, I'm I shorter than you me. I'm I'm five one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I walk on site like my inspector right now on on this big job we're doing on Iona like which is down the street from our shop um every time he comes to do the inspection I'm like Okay, so you want us to do? And he's he's looking down at me, and I'm just like, God damn! I wish I wish I got a few more inches out of out of my uh, my parents or whatever. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, what can you do? Like, but we pack a strong punch, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, I I I think that's it. I just have a couple, uh, two more questions. So, um. Who are your major influences? Like, if you could pick a couple of, you know, the big dogs, kind of, so to speak, what, who would be your main influences in terms of that? Oh, man. Um, there's a couple guys on Instagram that I follow. Yeah. And I can't think of their exact handles. Um, one of them is like Tier 1 something. He just, his work is beautiful. He does a lot of instructional stuff. Cool. And, you know, this this guy that worked for me in California, you know, Eric, it's cool that he's not my employee anymore. Like, you know, we're peers. Yep. And we started talking again recently. And, you know, his work is just unbelievable. Like, I feel like an absolute hack compared to him. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Some guys here. I, but we, it's, you know what? In this industry, you're constantly learning. No matter how much you know, there's always more to learn. And, um, you know, some, some people will think they know more than you and then, and then they're right. They may, 
But um, there's always something to learn, even those those big guys. I, I follow quite a few of the, the bigger leads, like First Choice Tiling and, you know, those yeah, guys. Awesome. New Look Tile and Stone. Like, those guys are, they're awesome. Like, they're amazing. And they're so great. They're so, like, you know, they're always like, go, go you guys or whatever. And they're, they're so supportive of, of females in the trade. First Choice Tiling especially. He always messages me and... He's always like, hey, girl, like, you know, this is awesome. But, I mean, so just quickly before we let you go, what um, what, what are the, some of the, like, what's the differences that you experienced having um, uh, multiple employees versus working on your own? What are some of the feels you get out of that? Um, you know, I, sometimes it is nice to have help um have helpers that can do the demo for you yep. or you know run bags of thin set um i have found that i definitely prefer to work alone you know when what my company in california you know when we were at our largest i wasn't set in tile anymore i was sitting in the office building files so we could fire people oh, oh. we lost her Sorry. That's okay. Um, so you were stacking files. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't doing tile anymore, and that's one of the reasons that I got out of school and working in offices is because I didn't want to do that shit anymore. Yeah, totally. And, and I mean, I joked all the time about how I was gonna put on my business card like I'm not a co-owner, I'm a fucking babysitter. Like <laughs> all day long as I'm checking on sites and like yelling at guys and. It just was frustrating. So I, I mean, I think it was definitely more challenging to have employees. Yeah. Um, I, I'd rather deal with the stuff I deal with working alone. Like I joke with my friends all the time when they're like, "Oh, we want to come help you out." I'm like, "Man, I don't really play well with others." <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work well with others. You should get that on a bumper sticker. Um, yeah. yeah, you know what? I, uh, it's so funny because at our staff meeting this morning, I was literally just saying that. I said, I, I'm stuck, like, back here doing paperwork. And, like, I laid a subfloor last Friday, and I, I haven't felt that good in so long. And it's, like, it's exhausting, you know? It's exhausting, like, watching everyone and making sure all the sites go well. Like, if clients only knew how much work goes into their project, they would never complain about how much something costs ever again. Oh, I know. I mean, all the stuff on the back end that you're dealing with and, you know, the amount of money, like that company, the first year we expanded and we had all those employees, we paid over $100,000 in workers' comp insurance alone. And that's not like all the other stuff. And my business partner and I took home like $30,000 that year each. Like, this is bullshit. So do you think it's more profitable or lucrative for you to work alone than it is to have a big company like that? Um, depending on how the company is managed, right. um, I didn't have a ton of control over my last company and I don't think it was profitable. You know, I was the one doing the profit and loss and all the, the back end stuff and I was looking at what we were making and we weren't making anything. That's a, that's a big weight to carry. Doing all your yeah. own profit and loss and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, there were times that, like, my business partner and I, we wouldn't take a paycheck because we had to make sure that our guys got paid. So we'd, like, 
you know, make a note, okay, well, the company owes me a check for this, and, you know, the guys don't know that, and so they don't care, or they, they, you know, they don't appreciate it, it's like, dude, I'm, like, eating top ramen this week so that you can feed your kids. (laughs) Wow. Um, So, like, not, not having that pressure, and is, I like it a lot more, I definitely prefer working alone, you know, I, because right now I'm staying consistently booked out about two months, and so I'm losing out on work, because people don't want to wait that long. So I yeah. I would love to find like another good setter here in Denver that I could trust with my reputation and just send work their way. Um, not really an employee, like, you know, more of a sub. Or like a, yeah, to pass off the buck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, it's so interesting to hear like, because uh, we've been interviewing a few people and it, it's so, it's so cool to listen to people's stories and what, trials and tribulations that others go through because I've been through it all too right like it's I feel the same way I miss being on site I miss like the whole reason I got into this industry was so I could show how great I was that sounds so bad but (laughs) how great I was at at like my favorite thing to do is is tiling and um any type of concrete work yeah so I haven't poured a bag of cement in I don't even know, three, three years, four years. Oh, I'd go crazy. I'd go, I do go crazy, but it's like, I go in here and a little bit here and there. And then I, I, we're in the middle of uh, changing our business model over, which is hard, but, um, it's so I can get on site a little more because you know what, as the boss, and I'm sure you know this, it's so difficult to, to focus on everything when you're sitting behind a desk and a phone. And you can't see the kind of work that's going in. And you got to ensure that whether you put in, like you said, the backer board there without without any waterproofing, like you got to make sure that that happens, right? And how can you do that yeah. from sitting back here, you know? Yeah. So I can't wait to get on site again. But what what would you uh, what would you tell young women looking to get into the trade? Um. You need to be prepared to put up with some some bullshit. Yeah. And you need to really want it. Um, but find a place that you fit in. Like, you know, I realized for me working on really big job sites, like new builds and things like that, that doesn't work for me. Right. Um, find your niche. Find where you fit in. Um, and don't take any shit. Like. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, we know that how important your time is and we appreciate uh, you talking with us today so much and, and we love what you're doing and we follow you and we'll continue to follow you and watch you on your journey. And um, thank you so much for being here. Two more questions if you yeah, want to ask. Oh, hey, hang, hold on one second. Yeah. The one about using masculine versus a feminine. Does she have a story about that? Oh, um, we have a question from the, from the peanut gallery. <laughs> um, <laughs> When you uh, when you said that you changed your name to be a little more masculine, do you have any backstory on that? Oh well, so my government name is Kristen. Right. Um, but I just started going by Chris. Mm. Uh, it was easier, you know, to get a foot in the door. It also gives a little bit of uh, anonymity. Right. I don't mix too much of my personal life with my work life. Totally. So, you know. Uh, most of my clients don't know. Well, that's that's a lie. I've started. My clients know, but <laughs> like I said, 
before. It's not such an issue now, but I just go by Chris. Yeah, cool. All right, well, that's it, my dear. Thank you so much again, and uh, we'll let you know when we're going to start releasing the episode, and hopefully you can tag us on your Instagram or whatever and tell people, encourage them to go watch it on YouTube. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Well, keep doing what you're doing. All right, you too, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye. Well, that concludes our episode. Thank you so much for listening in. So screw on or screw off. We don't care what you do. We'll check you next time on Screws and Stilettos. Do you believe in magic?